0: Welcome back, True Seeker. It is Sunday, March 3rd, 2024, and it's a very appropriate day for the first broadcast of the new podcast that is to be called Wake the Fuck Up Radio. And it's possible we won't stick with this name. It's a thought for now. What we're going to do in this broadcast is, again, introduce who I am. If you're not familiar... I'm no stranger to the YouTube. I've been a YouTuber, if you will, for over a decade. I'm an author, I'm a researcher, and I've been putting off this podcast for several years now, but um, it's waited long enough. What I'm going to do in this first ever broadcast is talk about myself, how I got into what I now do, what this show intends to be the vision I have for it, and share a little knowledge along the way that I've been trying to get the Joe Rogans of the world to share for a very long time. As we'll get to, it was back in 2016, Joe Rogan had Rosie O'Donnell on, and I'm pretty sure they were talking about my work without dropping my name, and I was hoping Joe Rogan, I mean, it's nearly a decade ago now, I was hoping Joe Rogan would have really brought this topic to the world. I guess that could even be a podcast idea. right on his uh his tailcoat. what Joe Rogan isn't talking about podcast, or what Joe Rogan should be talking about podcast. And it's not really that I want to ride on anyone's you know coattail. it's it's that I just want people who have a major platform and who are well known. To get out the knowledge we've been pumping out for a decade because this information does have the power to change the world it took me a very long time to find it and again as i so often say every english-speaking person in the world deserves to know what we've been sharing now since 2013. so again if you're not familiar with me i am Zachary K Hubbard And I began putting content out into the world, into the internet sphere in August of 2013. And it was because at that time, I'd found something that I'd been looking for for over a decade. I began looking for it on September 11th, 2001 of all days. And what happened on September 11th, 2001, I'm sure most people know, but I noticed right away the tragedy of that day had a lot to do with numbers. I thought, what are the odds of this? A national emergency on 911. And immediately I began looking for answers because I didn't feel that the story, the media was selling me, that the government was selling me. I didn't feel it was adding up. And... What I quickly realized is that in 1968, again, 33 years before 2001, and here we are doing the first broadcast on March 3rd, 3-3, which is no accident. I'm going to get to why today is such a fitting day for this broadcast. But again, I I found out that in 1968, AT&T had made 911, the National Emergency Dialing Code, World Trade Center construction had began in New York City. George W. Bush had graduated from Yale Skull and Bones, a very powerful secret society that, again, Tim Russert brought a lot of attention to. RIP to Tim Russert, who didn't last too much longer after he brought attention to this fact. But in 2004, not long after 9-11, Tim Russert asked both George W. Bush and Jim Carrey, what the odds were that they were both members of Yale Skull and Bones, this very exclusive and powerful secret society that only allows 15 members per year. And both of them laughed and said, well, it's a secret, Tim, and there's not much I can tell you. If You've never seen uh, Paul Walker's movie The Skulls, which came out just before George W. Bush won election. It's about Skull and Bones. And if you haven't seen that film, you might find it curious that he's gifted a red Porsche kind of like how he died in a mysterious way in a red Porsche five years to the day of George Herbert Walker Bush, the father of George W., who was also in Skull and Bones, like his father, Prescott Bush. But anyhow, when I realized that all those things had happened in 1968, I thought, what are the odds 33 years before 2001? Of course, 33 is a number that's been made very popular through the story of Jesus in the Bible, and also the well-known and established secret society Freemasonry, which again has its headquarters in Washington, D.C., where it's known as the House of the Temple, and it has 33 columns on the outside that are each 33 feet tall, and its address is 1733. Again, we'll get to why 33 But yeah, 1968, it wasn't just those things either. The movie 2001 A Space Odyssey came out, About technology overtaking man. Planet of the Apes came out. Where in the plot. The man discovers he's in a wrecked New York City. New York City very much felt wrecked. On September 11, 2001. As the largest buildings crumbled to dust in midair. And the city was covered in that debris. And with regards to uh, Planet of the Apes being about nuclear fallout, let us not forget that they called the site in 9-11 Ground Zero. Where did that terminology came from? Oh, it came from the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project. And where were the World Trade Centers? They were in Manhattan. And Ground Zero was terminology that related to where a nuclear atomic or hydrogen bomb explodes above or below ground. And if you weren't alive back then, I encourage you to look into the initial broadcast of what happened at the World Trade Center before the story of planes came. It was that bombs were going off. And Google, until recent years, had a lot of videos up on their platform of the firemen who were interviewed covered in soot, talking about the bombs going off in the building. That's all been swept over the rug. All we ever hear about now are the planes. And um, a lot of people have forgotten about the 93 World Trade Center bombing as well. The 93 World Trade Center bombing at the same time Bill Clinton had stopped the underground nuclear weapons testing program that had been going on for nearly 50 years. Didn't know those things. Go back and look into them. But uh, you might recall the 93 World Trade Center bombing. They said the terrorists planted the explosives upside down, and they blew into the ground instead of upwards. And there were stories written at that time, had they blown up upwards, the towers might have came down that day. But instead, they worked under the towers for about six months. And uh, again, it begs the question, what might have gone on under the towers in those six months of repair and work? It's not possible that charges were planted after 50 years of underground nuclear weapons testing programs, is it? Or is it? You know what I mean? It's kind of a timeline there that makes a lot of sense. Why was the U.S. government detonating nuclear bombs underground for nearly 50 years? What are the odds that the program would end right as the 93 World Trade Center bombing occurred? And what did make the towers turn to dust As they crumbled to the ground. Surely not a fire. Turning a 110 story building to dust as it fell to the ground, dust that covered New York City. A lot of people who got very sick in the years after died from all kinds of disease and illness, namely cancer. So yeah, back when 9-11 happened, I was 18 years old, and I had a lot of questions. And my research, I started compiling information like this. But I still wondered things like, why? Why 1968? Why 33 years before 2001? What is it about the secret society Freemasonry and 33? Why does that house of the temple in D.C. with the 33 columns that are each 33 feet tall, why does it have two big portraits of the bushes? as you enter the building? Is it all a coincidence? Again, from that time, I was looking for the answer. And what happened to me in the summer of 2013, just days before my 30th birthday, I injured my shoulder. And I was always a very active person in the gym, playing sports. And I found myself incapable of doing you know, my routine exercise and playing the games I was used to. And I found myself with more time. And I began looking again into the question I'd been asking, but I guess with greater focus than ever before. What is it about numbers and ritual? Because it wasn't just 9-11 with the numbers. I started to notice after that that there were a lot of numerical rituals. For example, that election just before 9-11, it dawned on me around that time that George W. Bush had become the 43rd president after an election that came down to his brother's state, Florida, where Jeb Bush was the 43rd governor. And of course, George W. Bush was the first Republican president since his father, who was also the 43rd vice president at the time of Reagan. And I thought, wow, that's weird. All 43. What could that be about? And again, I had these questions circulating in my mind for so long. And fast forward to the summer of 2013. I was trying to find out what was so special about numbers. Why was the fourth book of the Bible called Numbers? Why is every verse in the Bible numbered? Why do masons etch on their temple, all is number? What's it all about? What's so special about 33? And thanks to the internet, I found a website that had an excerpt from the book by Manly P. Hall, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, talking about the numerical significance of words and how it relates to Hebrew and Greek isosophy. And that website had a collection of other information. And I learned that the word was a word that I did not know how to pronounce. And the reason I didn't know how to pronounce it is because almost no one's ever heard of it. And you'll notice this word, when it's spoken of on the internet, it's pronounced in multiple different ways. It's pronounced gematria. It's pronounced gematria. It's pronounced jamatria. It's, it's pronounced gematria. And to this day, even though I've been talking about it for 10 years, I can still not tell you what the exact pronunciation is. But that's beside the point. The point is to understand that it's something that comes from Kabbalah and it is the simple practice of coding numbers into words. Again, there's a book out there called the Sefer Yetzirah or the Book of Formation. And you don't have to read far into it. It's the opening paragraph of the book. God created the world with numbers, letters, and words. And again, if you study Kabbalah, you find out it's very much connected to the Old Testament and especially the Torah the first five books of the Bible, known as the five books of Moses, and we'll get to what Genesis means in just a moment, the opening book of the Bible, and where it fits in with 33, but Kabbalah, again, very much centered on Gematria, and the term the Cabal," meaning this secret political faction, is based in Kabbalah. So when I became aware of this, just a lot of things started to fall into place. I thought, hmm, you know, how interesting, how interesting, Kabbalah, Gematria, or is it Gematria, or Gematria, Gematria. The Matria, a bit interesting because it's it has that root sound in it like matrix, which we'll come back to, of course. The hit movie, The Matrix, uh, a lot came out around the same time as Fight Club. And I'm sure a lot of you know, the in The Matrix, you see Neo's Passport. And the Passport expiration date is September 11th, 2001. The movie came out shortly before 9-11. You could argue that that movie and Fight Club were, were some of the biggest movies, really, that ever released. But they both came out not long before 9-11, and Fight Club ends with... Towers collapsing, falling in free fall, a bit like the World Trade Centers. Of course, bombs were planted in that movie. And, of course, uh, author of Fight Club, he's from Seattle. And Seattle did have a lot to do with 9-11. The buildings in New York were designed by uh, a Japanese-American. The World Trade Centers were. You think Japan. You think the history of war. You think of Kamikaze Pilots pilots that were fearless, that would fly into their targets. Kind of fits right in there with 9-11. Magnus and Clementic Associates, engineering firm out of Seattle, one of the chief engineering firms on the World Trade Center project. All the planes that supposedly hit that day were Boeing planes, headquartered in Seattle. Again, we'll get to how in, in, in Gematria, where Seattle also fits in. But yeah, The Matrix... And uh, Fight Club, Very, very interesting. If you ever heard the term predictive programming, that's the idea that things are inserted in entertainment that foreshadow things that eventually become history and the news. But again, coming back to the Book of Formation and how God created the world with numbers, letters, and words. Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, God speaks the world into existence over numbered days. And then it's that verse, Genesis 3, 3, where God says, don't do this or else, you know, the forbidden fruit. What's so interesting about Genesis and its meaning in the beginning, and 33 is this. In Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages, a book published in 1926, he reveals that there's a numerical cipher behind the English language, just like how in Hebrew. In Hebrew, every letter is a number. In ancient Greek, every letter is a number. And again, in in Hebrew, it's known as gematria, 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 gematria. Again, you can choose the way you like that it rolls off your lips Because again, this word is so unknown, so forgotten to the past that it's even unclear how to pronounce it. But in the English language, he reveals that there's two primary ways to decode. One is the alphabetic order. A is 1 up to Z is 26. A is 1 up to Z is 26. The other way is A is 1 up to Z is 26, but the difference is is you just apply numerology. And If you're not familiar with numerology, it's about taking a larger digit number and compressing it to a single digit. So A would still be 1, B would still be 2 because they're already single digits. Where it would change is when you get to J, the 10th letter. 10 is 1 plus 0 is 1 in numerology, so 10 is 1. So J, the 10th letter, is 1. K, the 11th letter, is 1 plus 1 is 2. L, the 12th letter, is 1 plus 2 is 3, all the way up to Z, the 26th letter, is 2 plus 6 is 8. So Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, Genesis means in the beginning. And if you write out in the beginning, I would be the ninth letter, N would be the 14th, T for the would be the 20th letter, H would be the 8th, E would be the 5th, so on. You add up the letters of in the beginning... It equates to 137 and if you're listening and thinking man that would be tedious what's nice about this day and age is there's now calculators online i have one at my website gematriaeffect.news i prefer to say the word gematria it just i pronounce it more easily But gematriaeffect.news, there's a calculator right on there. You can type in words, and it just instantly gives you the numerical value. So in the beginning is 137. Now, what is 137? It is the 33rd prime number. And if you listen to uh, rabbis talk about this study of, of letters and numbers, they're routinely pointing out that prime numbers are an instrumental part of the study. So 137 is the 33rd prime number. And if you take the word genesis with the alphabetic order and numerology applying, genesis equates to 33. Now, genesis also translates to the word seed, and of course a seed is a beginning. A seed is a beginning. The word seed with the alphabetic order, very easy to do, it's four letters. S is the 19th letter, E is the 5th, E is the 5th, D is the 4th. Put it together. Seed is 33. And what grows from seeds? Plants do. And the 78th verse of Genesis is the most infamous verse in Genesis to the occult. And the reason I point out that it's the 78th verse is because if you do not apply numerology, Genesis equates to 78. With numerology, it's 33. Without, it's 78. Genesis three two two is the 78th verse. And what that verse talks about is the tree of life and knowing good and evil. And this is very interesting because... In Kabbalah, the physical model for the study is known as the tree of life. And it has a good half and an evil half. The evil half is known as the klipoth, which is an uncommon word. It's spelled Q, as in queen, L-I-P-H-O-T-H. And I think some places will also spell it without the H after the P. But that's the evil half of Kabbalah. And if you look into it, it's about sorcery and spell casting and understanding the nature of evil. And it can be used to have influence over others. So essentially what I've been doing for the last decade is teaching about the existence of this knowledge, where most people don't have any idea about it. It's totally foreign. It's never been heard of. It's never been mentioned in their classroom by any of their peers, adults. This is a subject that is almost unknown to everyone. And that's why it, it, it pains me to see that Joe Rogan would have brought this up on his podcast in 2016, touched on it ever so slightly, and as far as I know, has never brought it up again. And that that goes for a lot of people in the realm of, you know, podcasting and speaking out about the issues of our day. Again, if you're new here, this subject is so important. It's not just pertaining to 9-11 and the Bible and Old Testament, which it does. It's that if you learn this, you realize that rituals are being performed every day. The news is being contrived every day. The major stories, the national stories, the international stories. Every single day, this code is being used, and so often the same numbers are being used repetitively like 33 33 and the thing that's a shame is when you share about this so many of these big tech platforms will take you down just for sharing about it and they'll accuse you of hate speech and that's why looking back i, I feel that it's been foolish to have not started a podcast about this many a years ago because from what i understand the podcasting sphere is a lot more open to free speech I've been beating my head against a wall for the last decade being censored and suspended and deleted now over 20-some times on platforms such as YouTube and Facebook and even platforms that don't even exist to this day. Twitter that's now X. So we're going to find out very soon which podcasting platforms are the most open to the sharing of this knowledge as well because it's very obvious... The forces that be in this world are doing so much to suppress it. You know, you might recall in the not-too-distant history, there was a, a mass shooting at a Christian private school. Again, Jesus crucified at 33 is the understood story. Jesus, who performed 33 magical rituals, is the understood story. 33 miracles. Christians don't tend to use the word magic, but interestingly enough, magic has a numerical value of 33 with just the simple cipher. Some Christians will get offended if you say that Jesus was a magician. But understand, this practice of of letters and numbers and the calendar and the date, it is almost a form of black magic. You start to study this, you start to think about things like spells and spelling, curses and cursive, language, the importance of it, the idea that God could control After creating the world through letters, numbers, and words. The idea that a cabal could mimic God using the forbidden knowledge from the tree of life, using the evil half to have sorcery over people for influence, for agendas. You know, the destruction of the towers wasn't good for most of the people of the world, but there were those who profited it and benefited from it. You know, sacrificing the good. not just the good of many people, but the lives of many people for their own selfish gain and interest. And by the way, let me interrupt myself here and say that, you know, if somebody comes across this podcast and thinks it's all BS, it's all just nonsense, it's all coincidental, because there's a lot of people in the world who uh, come to those conclusions, listening to the things I'm talking about. By the way, I've been looking for someone to come on and have an honest debate against what I'm presenting for the whole decade I've been here, And that really hasn't happened to date, which surprises me because I know I have a lot of critics in the world. I even now have a, what do they call that thing? Chat GPT. It's a critic of mine. If you search my name in chat GPT, it has a whole lot to say about me. You know, you can search your name in chat GPT to see if it has paragraphs and paragraphs to say about you. It's got a lot to say about me and it makes me go, who's programming this chat GPT? You know? Maybe we can get a debate with Chat Cheap ET in a future broadcast. Could be a blockbuster. But anyhow, anyhow, coming back. I was talking about that mass shooting at the Christian private school in Tennessee. If you go back and look, they had to report that 33 people worked at the school they had to report that the building address was 33. You pay attention from that story to so many others, they got to put 33 right in it. They got to tell you the shooting happened 33 minutes after the hour. I can't tell you how many times over the last decade I've been presenting and the news article will write that approximately at, you know, it could be 10.33, 8.33, 9.33, 2.33 at approximately... 33 minutes after the hour, it's like, well, at approximately, wouldn't you just say 30 minutes after the hour? I mean, 33 is not really an approximate. It's pretty specific. But you, you start to pay attention. You start to see that this number is just littered into too many stories. And so often, it's stories of tragedy where they're trying to convince you that there's a problem in the world that the government needs to do something about. And so often that... Convincing is convincing you to give up rights and liberties that we have in this country, namely the United States, where so many countries don't have the privileges that we have, you know, and the privileges that we have are being severely undermined. And that's been going on for decades. But there might come a day when we don't have them at all. And I'm talking about the First Amendment. You know, big techs made it very clear that they do not respect the First Amendment. Our own federal government has made it clear that they do not respect the First Amendment. After 9-11, all of a sudden, there were free speech zones. You wanted to protest and bring attention to certain things. You had to do it in certain pockets of the city that the government had designated for you. You needed to get a permit all of a sudden to speak on the issues of the time. It was not supposed to be this way in this country. Big tech now coins things as hate speech. Like I was just saying, that Tennessee school shooting. My video on the 33s that were needlessly inserted in that article that weren't really crucial to the story to let you know that 33 faculty worked at the building, that the address was 33. My video on that was taken down for hate speech on YouTube, something that's happened many a times. I don't do hate speech. I might do controversial speech. I might do what people... Accuses conspiracy theory speech, and by the way, I I don't like to use that term conspiracy theory. That's a that's a phrase that's been coined to attach to people to dismiss what they're saying. Can't tell you how many uh, videos I lost in the time of COVID. You know that were accused of being hate speech and conspiracy theory. Um. Last time I had any success on a YouTube-uploaded video, and by success I mean reaching over 100,000 people in a video, was a video before January 6th happened. I showed how there was something that happened at Jesuit Georgetown on June 12th, 2020, called the Transition Integrity Project, something most people have never heard of. But if you go back and look, Jesuit Georgetown. By the way, we haven't even talked about the Jesuits so far But you'll learn as we go forward, that's what I'm mostly focused on. I have talked about Freemasonry. If you look into Freemasonry, you'll learn it's a Jesuit creation. But the Jesuits are the military order of the Catholic Church. Several of the founders warned about them at the nation's inception. This country was created in the time of the Jesuit suppression. The Pope of the Catholic Church had to suppress his own military order because of the rumors of conspiracy in Europe that they were behind. Jesuits accused of everything from you know, overthrowing leadership to poisoning of important people in communities. But uh, at the time of the founding of this nation, the Jesuits were in suppression. And two of the founders who were most concerned about the Jesuits and their manipulative ways and what might happen if they come out of suppression with, with the early formation of the United States were Thomas Jefferson and John Adams exchanged letters spoke about the threat of the Jesuits. Again, part of the uh, idea of freedom from religion, when this country is being formed, is that the United States, a lot of the people coming to this newly formed country were trying to escape the government of Europe, which at the time was largely the Catholic Church. And again, the Jesuits being the, the military order of the Catholic Church. But anyhow, Jesuit Georgetown, established in 1789, the same year George Washington became the first recognized president in the nation's history, George Washington and Georgetown, George Washington, who who was favorable to the Catholic Church, he didn't speak against it like some of the other founders did. Oh, I'm having one of those brain slips up, uh, slip ups. And I'll I'll do that from time to time. But oh, yes. Okay, Jesuit Georgetown Transition Integrity Project. By the way, don't expect many edits in my podcast. That's also something I don't like to do. I just like to speak freely and what's flown. Some podcasts will definitely be better than others. Someday the brain's flown a little bit better. But Jesuit Georgetown did simulate that Donald Trump would narrowly lose the election. Keep in mind, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both Jesuit educated. But that Donald Trump would narrowly lose the election. He would refuse to step down, saying he was cheated. This was all part of a simulation before it happened. And that conflict would lead to deadly violence between Americans after the election. So, I put out a video showing this and the significance of the date of the simulation to the date of the election, November 3rd. Uh, For the record, that was 144 days from June 12th to November 3rd, the date of the 2020 election. And 144 is a big number, as we'll get to. We'll talk about it all the time here. We we started with 33 and and why it's so fitting to have this seed podcast, this in-the-beginning podcast, if you will, on a Sunday, March 3rd. But 144 days later, of course, that's a biblical number. If you know Revelation, there's the 144,000, the numbers used in other places in the Bible. In this practice of, of letters to numbers, the most simple cipher, A is 1 up to Z is 26. Jesuit order equates to 144. So does President Biden. And Biden did win the election 144 days after that simulation. And when Trump first became president, he went and posed with the first Jesuit Pope, Pope Francis at the Vatican on May 24th, 2017, the 144th day of the year. The Big number in history. Lincoln was shot on 14-4. He blamed the Civil War on the Jesuit order. You guys might have just seen the new show, Shogun, that came out just days ago, February 27th. There's a reason that show came out 72 days after the Pope's birthday, and the Pope became the first Jesuit Pope on the 72nd day of the year. And JFK, there's a reason his last meeting with the Pope was on July 2nd, 7-2, and his death was 144 days later, and his brother's death... RFK, five years later, was reported at 144 a.m. Again, these are special numbers. There's a reason RFK Jr. got in this presidential election that's going on right now, exactly 144 days after the black pope's birthday, who's the Superior General Arturo Sosa. But anyhow, 144. It's another flagship number we'll talk about all the time. Anyhow, the point I'm making is part of the reason that this podcast is beginning is because... I need to get this knowledge out on more platforms. Big Tech has figured out how to really minimize my voice in the last five or six years. In 2017, my videos got on average probably about 100,000 views. It was very easy to get videos that exceeded 500,000 views. That happened frequently. Uh, About as poor as a video ever did in 2017 was 50,000 views. If I only got 50,000 views, I felt like it must have been a pretty bad video. Here we are in 2024. It's very hard for me to get 5,000 views on the same platform. And again, that's because of the algorithms. It's because of all the things big tech's doing to destroy channels like mine, taking away likes, taking away people's comments, probably falsifying the views as well. Can't tell you how often a video has more likes than views. It's like, how's that even possible? But yes, this, this information, it has to get out. It has to reach a bigger audience. The people of the world need to know what's going on. We're living out realities that are being foretold in entertainment, that are being simulated. Like, for example, the coronavirus pandemic simulation put on by the Jesuit Klaus Schwab with Event 201. The same day the military world games began in Wuhan, China, a month before the outbreak in Wuhan. Again, if you don't know about the military world games, they originally began in Italy and were created by the Jesuit order. Most people at this day and age don't even know who the Jesuit order is. If they've ever heard of Jesuits, they're familiar with their universities. And no doubt that is where they recruit a lot of their leaders from, like Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. But yeah, anyhow, coming back to the last time I I had success in a video, the last time I eclipsed over 100,000 views, that video was taken down almost just as fast. Forget this. YouTube literally took down my video talking about the simulation, the transition integrity project, and what to expect on January 6th. I said, look for, you know, some kind of deadly violence because that was part of the simulation, Lo and behold, you get the story of Ashley Babbitt, that a person was killed that day, some cops died that day, there was deadly violence that became part of the story. But we put out a video talking about how these things would happen before January 6th even unfolded. And we explained how they were doing it on the date 6-1, like 61, like how the American Civil War began in that day, or in that year in history. Anyhow, Google took down that video for medical misinformation, and that's happened a lot. I've I, I've lost so many videos for hate speech where there was zero hate speech. I've lost so many videos for medical misinformation where there was literally nothing about medicine. And by the way, I, I feel like I should get some kind of uh, I get I should get some kind of pass on even if I did want to talk about things medical, which you can't really do on the tube. I feel like I should get some kind of pass. You know, I've demonstrated how to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, people have been watching me every single day. For people who don't know, I've been here every single day since 2013, putting out new content. And I've been healthy for almost every single day. I have seldomly been sick. And, you know, that, that's because I have knowledge about nutrition and information and health and how to stay well. Also, I did write a book Like I said at the beginning, I am an author. I have two books out there, Letters and Numbers and Number Games. And Number Games was put out right at the start of the pandemic. It was a a 400-page book that I had to really grind on to get out a lot of powerful information very fast. And in that book, I explained why they would end the COVID pandemic as we knew it as soon as the year of the tiger came around. And, you know, when they ended the pandemic, as soon as the year of the tiger came around. And why that book has only sold about 5,000 copies to date, it really is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. That's a book that everybody should have read right at the start of the pandemic. Could have saved them a lot of heartache, could have saved them a lot of fear, and they could have seen through the whole agenda before it even unfolded all the way. And again, that is the power of this knowledge. We've been making a lot of correct predictions about the future, not because we're psychics, but because we've learned the knowledge that the cabal operates by. There are patterns these people work by that are so repetitious. 33, like we talked about. 144. These are two really big numbers, and they come right from the Bible. So yes, as this podcast unfolds, it will be very much centered on numbers. And the unfortunate thing about that is a lot of people do not like numbers. Numbers are a turnoff for them. And that's unfortunate because numbers are so important to this world. Numbers are so foundational to this world. Case in point, it's not an accident that the fourth book of the Bible is titled Numbers, In numerology four represents foundation. And think about why that is. Numerology really is a logical thing when you start to think about why numbers have certain meanings. Is four not a number of stability? You're probably sitting on a chair right now that has four legs. Four Corners, The Square, So Many Homes, Square, Rectangular, Four Corners, So Many Churches, Named Four Corners, Four, Foundation. It's not an accident, for example, that this nation was founded on the fourth day of the seventh month. Another number we'll talk about a lot here is 47. The Freemasons study the 47th problem of Euclid. And this practice of letters and numbers, the word foundation itself, equates to 47. The 47th problem of Euclid, also known as the Pythagorean theorem, Euclid and Pythagoras are both very important Greek mathematicians. If you're unfamiliar with Freemasonry, it's very much based in, in the Greeks. Pythagoras is, is thought of as the first Freemason um, major secret society studying occult knowledge, including this thing of letters and numbers, which in Greek is known as isopsophy. Isopsophy. In Greek, it's isopsophy. In Hebrew, it's gematria. And I I do think it's more appropriate to call it gematria or gematria in English because the word English itself has the same numerical value as gematria, as energy, as occult, as Masonic, as killing, as holiday, which is interesting because this nation's birthday is 7-4. All of those words I just mentioned equal 74. Killing English Gematria, all 74. Three of the first five presidents dead on 7-4. And again, that includes Jefferson and Adams, who died on the same day, July 4th, 1826, who both spoke ill of the Jesuits, and with regards to them both dying in 1826, another president who didn't like the Catholic Church too much was Monroe, and he died exactly 1826 days later, also on 7-4. And uh, again, in Gematria, the the formal title of the Jesuits is the Society of Jesus. And keep in mind, Jesus is not the original name for the Son of God. It's Yeshua. But in English, it was changed to Jesus. And again, just using that most simple cipher, A is 1 up to Z is 26. Jesus is 74, like cross, like Messiah, like gospel. Again, the gospel's the story of Jesus. Like parables, Jesus spoke in riddles. What the cabal lays down are riddles. The World Trade Centers, for example, were on the 74th meridian. Again, killing in that cipher equals 74. September 11th, if you're unaware, is New Year's Day on the Christian Coptic calendar. Christian Coptic calendar is very important to the Ethiopians. You know, the Ethiopians connect to the Rastas, Bob Marley. <laughs> Just to make another point 74. Another number we're going to talk about all the time around here 74. Bob Marley's solo career began in 74. The name Marley equals 74. He spoke a lot about Jesus and the Bible, talked about how they got to fulfill the book. They got to let prophecy play out. Many more people, many more will have to die, many more will have to suffer. He sang about these things decades ago before his premature demise. Marley's solo career began in London, London, another 74, just like English. And, you know, RIP to Aston Barrett of Bob Marley and the Whalers. You might have noticed he just died days before the new movie came out about Bob Marley, One Love. One Love with Numerology is 34. uh, Aston Barrett dropped dead on the 34th day of the year, right before the movie came out. But Aston Barrett also died on his 74th day of his age. Think about that. Killing 74. If you're new here, these are patterns we talk about all the time. 74 and killing. 33 being a signature number in rituals. Something we talk about a lot, too, is how 33 and 74 come together. Case in point, out of the 50 states, only one equates to 74 when you use the alphabetic order. Happens to be the 33rd state, Oregon. 3374 again Jesus and cross 74 the belief that he was crucified at age 33 the world trade centers on the 74th meridian come down on new year's day on the christian coptic calendar 33 years after their birth there's many more examples of 33 and 74 coming together so often in these stories where they got to insert a 33 the, the key person in the story, it'll be 74 days from their birthday. It, it'll take place on a date with 74 numerology, which, of course, in, in numerology would also break down to 11 and 2. But yes, this podcast, what's going to be about is taking the best examples of the biggest agendas going on in the world and the agendas that so many people, that their minds are focused on because they got the screens. And that information is being broadcast to them. Again, a, a key idea of this of this podcast, I mean, really the idea of this podcast, is to counter the fear and the propaganda and the lies and the agenda that is being waged against humanity. That's what so many people don't understand when they turn on the nightly news. It's not here to inform us. It's not here to help us. It's here to keep us in a low vibration. It's here to scare us out of our rights and liberties. You know, the media might as well be the fourth branch of government in the United States, and it might as well be the propaganda wing. A- as you'll learn, the uh, the sports leagues, college and pro, they might as well be the fifth branch of government. You know, the the distraction, the entertainment, the the, the pacifying, and, and and you can just throw the whole world of entertainment in there as well. What we'll get to on this channel is how all of these different things are used against us every single day to, again, control us. And while controlling us, also pacify us and keep us from countering what's being done. There's so many people who don't want to really think about the agendas because it's depressing. They might not be happy with the state of affairs in the world, but still things are good enough. There's food in the grocery store. There's hot water running through the pipes. There's electricity. There's a roof over their head. Those things are good enough. And when they turn on the screen, there's enough entertainment there to keep them going through day after day, even though maybe they're not happy with the state of affairs. Again, what's happening in their city? What's happening in their community? How much of their own wealth that they work hard for they have to pay away to a government an entity you know that collects through taxes Uh, again what 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 i see in in this nation is a people who've forgotten history who've lost their way who are too comfortable who are too distracted and we got to snap out of it that's what wake the fuck up radio is because where are we being taken to yeah Things might still be good enough, you know, for the days to be survivable right now. But where are we really being taken to at this moment in history? You know, had you worked in the World Trade Centers on 9-11 for this ongoing agenda, you would not be here anymore. Is it possible that there could be a 9-11 coming to your community at some point in the future? We know the world wars, a lot of people were eradicated overnight. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Over the course of the war, tens of millions. Over the course of the wars, tens and tens of millions. A lot of people have died for these agendas that are about shaping the world. Again, we've heard our own leaders talk about it. September 11th, 1990, 11 years to the day of the big event That changed the world. George Herbert Walker Bush talked about a new world order, something mammoth that will be realized. Again, a member of one of these powerful secret societies, Skull and Bones, known as Order 322. Again, Genesis 322, the tree of life, the cabal, Kabbalah, knowing good and evil, using evil for an agenda. As we'll talk more about in a future broadcast, Genesis 3-2-2 doesn't matter if you're reading the words of the King James Version or the New International Version, the two most common versions of the Bible, despite the different wording using the code of letters and numbers, both verses equate to 3-2-2. Again, there's certain numbers we'll learn a lot about as this podcast goes on, where their meaning comes from, why they're used, why they're used so Repetitiously. But again, it is through understanding this knowledge that you can really see the agendas. That that was something that um, again, when I when I began looking for the deeper meaning of numbers, it's because I wanted to find something that I could use to persuade people to see what I saw was going on in the world from the time 9-11 happened. I, I found that when I was 18, when I was 18, almost immediately after 9-11, I began speaking out in, in the classrooms I was in, amongst my peers, going to uh, meetings uh, about uh, whatever gathering was in the community to bring up you know, all the things I saw going wrong in the world. And I always felt my arguments were very logical and, and reasoned, but I saw that I did not have enough information or knowledge to reach the common person. People would always find all the excuses and say, well, you know, that could be a coincidence, that could be a coincidence. And, you know, even with what I know now to this day, I still run into people who think everything I'm talking about is a coincidence. But at the same time, the last decade of putting out this work I know that I've reached a lot of people, and that's through the feedback I've gotten. Some people have said, you know, Zach, I really appreciate that you put this out in the world because it snapped me out of it. it. It allowed me to see how rigged the news was, how rigged the elections were, how rigged the sports game was. Zach, I was spending all my weekends watching football and allowing it to drive me nuts. And, and now I, I see it for the joke it is. Now I'm spending time with my family. Again, we haven't done that for everybody. As you can see, the uh, the football stadiums are still packed to the gills. But really, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. For the sports fanatic out there listening for the first time, about the Kansas City Chiefs going back-to-back the last two years, just simple things to understand. Len Dawson died before the Chiefs won Super Bowl 57 over the Philadelphia Eagles who play in Lincoln Stadium. Again, that Super Bowl was on Lincoln's birthday. First ever Super Bowl on Lincoln's birthday, who freed the slaves. First Super Bowl between two black quarterbacks. But Len Dawson died that year, August 24th, 2022, on Kobe Bryant Day. Again, Kobe Bryant Day is now celebrated in Los Angeles. Kobe Bryant's from Philadelphia. Huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. You might recall the year the Eagles beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota. Kobe Bryant was, you know, cheering the Eagles all the way through the playoffs. He was at that game that was in L.A. versus the Rams. Big upset for the Eagles in that one. They were underdogs. Kobe there in his Eagles gear. Big part of the story. But Len Dawson dies on Kobe Bryant Day, who's so connected to Philly. Of course, Kobe Bryant died the Sunday before Mahomes won his first Super Bowl. In Gematria, Kobe equals 15. Mahomes wears number 15. He's been the sensation of the league ever since Kobe died. Kobe Bean Bryant in Gematria equates to 54 like Joe Montana. The Sunday after He died. The Chiefs won Super Bowl 54, the Joe Montana Bowl, between his two teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs. That was the 2019-2020 season. Montana wore 19 for the Chiefs. Chiefs won that one. So anyway, fast forward to Super Bowl 57. Again, Len Dawson dies on Kobe Bryant Day on the 24th of August, 24 days before Patrick Mahomes' birthday, who was 24 years old when he won the Sunday after Kobe died, who finished his career wearing 24. Len Dawson's death was 172 days before the Super Bowl. If you just take the alphabetic order, Kansas City Chiefs equates to 172. Len Dawson, again, dead 172 days before the Super Bowl. He was the Kansas City Chiefs great who took the Chiefs to Super Bowls 1 and 4. They won their first Super Bowl in Super Bowl four over the Vikings. There's a reason this past season the Chiefs got their fourth win over the Vikings before they went on to win their fourth Super Bowl in Mahomes' fourth appearance. Anyhow, fast forward to this year's Super Bowl 58. Before the season begins, Norma Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, dies on June 4th before the Chiefs' 64th season. If you apply numerology, instead of Kansas City Chiefs equating to 172, Kansas City Chiefs equates to 64. Norma Hunt dies on 6'4 before the Chiefs' 64th season. Now, funny enough, June 4th is also the day in history that the 49ers were officially established as a franchise. That's part of the reason Dwight Clark died in Montana. You know, he caught that great infamous Super Bowl moment, well, infamous to Dallas Cowboys fans, but he made that great touchdown in the back of the end zone that's known as the catch, the pass from Montana to Clark. And then he dies on the anniversary of the 49ers establishment in Montana. For the record, in Gematria, Montana equals 24. Missouri's the 24th state. And this year when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, They won their 24th playoff game all time. You know, the St. Louis Blues in the NHL, who are also in Missouri, the 24th state. That morning, they won their NHL game, picking up their 58th points of the season the day of Super Bowl 58. Again, as we'll get to, you learn about numbers, you can really see how rigged the game is. Sports, news, elections. Case in point, last presidential election, Joe Biden, number forty six. Elected exactly 46 weeks after the Pope's birthday. The word Catholic has a value of 46. 46 books in the Catholic Old Testament. The last Catholic president before Biden. The only one was JFK who was assassinated at age 46. We know Joe Biden Jr., better known as Bo Biden, died at age 46. Again, elections and numbers. Before that, in 2016, it was Donald Trump. He was called the 45th president-elect on the anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall after he ran on building a wall, and he also ran on Reagan's Mega when Ronald Reagan was also the president who said, tear down that wall in regards to the Berlin Wall. Go figure that Berlin Wall and Gematria equates to 45. Donald Trump called the 45th president-elect in the early hours of November 9th the anniversary of its fall. What we were talking about before he became president was that he was The Apprentice, The Apprentice, the hit show on NBC. The Apprentice is the honorary degree of Freemasonry. In Gematria, Freemasonry equals 58, like secret society, like Solomon's Temple, which all of its secrets are based in. Donald Trump announced he was running from the 58-story Trump Tower, wins the 58th election when he's also known as The Apprentice, again, the first degree of Freemasonry. Freemasonry is based in Kabbalah. Donald Trump keeps a proud plaque on his wall, a Kabbalah plaque. He wrote about it in, uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, I cannot remember which book, but if you look into it, Trump talks about his upbringing, Kabbalah. Again, there's a, there's a reason he has that plaque in his office. Trump is very much a part of the Kabbalah in the same way Joe Biden is. Something we're not going to do on this podcast is get into politics and favoritism. We're not going to do that. But we're going to continue to lay down what the federal government's really up to. What the news media's really up to. How they script the sports games and connect the politics. Like when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That year in week three, we laid out why the Eagles would play the Patriots right after Donald Trump took on the protesters of the NFL on September 23rd. 23 slash 9, like 239, when the flag was sewn at 239 Art Street. And Donald Trump has a June 14th birthday, the same as the U.S. flag. And Donald Trump took office while the flag was 239 years old. Go back and look at his first medical report. They even had to tell you that he weighed 239 pounds, which is the 52nd prime number, 239 is. That was the year of Super Bowl 52. Trump takes on the protesters of the flag, which began with Colin Kaepernick on the 239th day of the year Go figure. But again, when Trump said, you know, we got to fire all these players who are protesting the flag and the national anthem. We said that day. We said, look at that. Look at that. 239, the 52nd prime. Flag from Philly. Patriots with the flag on the side of the helmet. There's your Super Bowl. Again, year after year, we've been showing the outcomes of sports from the start of season. Sometimes before they begin, early in the season, year after year. The games are rigged. The news is rigged. The sports are rigged. The cabal is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy fact. And when you see the system they're using, this system that was revealed long ago, this system of Kabbalah, people don't even know exactly when it goes back to. The belief is that it goes back to Babylon and Sumer, where language was created. For so long, there was nothing written because it was only passed down orally because it was meant to be kept secretive. And by the way, if we're getting a lot of uh, f- vacuum in the background, I do have a sweet lady, and um, you know she's doing lovely uh, sweet lady work right now, but I wish she would have waited a couple more minutes to uh, start running the vacuum. <laughs> Anyhow, I do plan to wrap this thing up. I'm going to try to keep this podcast around the hour mark. I've been doing my research since I'm new to podcasting. From what I've learned from from some of the most popular podcasters, 30 minutes to two hours is the sweet spot for podcasting. Not every podcast has to be the same length. But I did want to lay down a lot in this intro broadcast and just give you a little bit of a taste of everything. And, you know, criticisms of me, sometimes I speak a little too fast. I do know on most uh, players you can tune it down to three quarters speed if you need to but i do intend to improve myself as i go on i do intend to listen to your feedback i do and i do intend to uh uh, again not only maybe sometimes slow down my speech but also also stop sucking my teeth that's that's a common criticism for the last 10 years i will i will make a lot of mouth noises and um People have also said I need to, you know, make some upgrades to the, uh, the, uh, the audio broadcast quality. So let me know how this one sounds. I'm using the same mic I've been broadcasting on since 2016. From 2013 to 2016, I simply used the laptop mic, which wasn't the best thing. And 2016, I bought my first mic. It's the one I'm using today. I do have a mic coming in the mail and, um. After I ordered it, I quickly thought of something. I quickly thought, you know what? I'm going to order a second mic. And the reason I did that is because I'm looking for somebody out there who also wants to become a regular member of this podcast. And in time, I'll be looking for more members. But this second mic I've ordered, I'm going to send it to that person. And we're going to decide on who that person is, possibly as soon as later today. If I have the time, it all depends. My my life's also uh, the the only thing that I'm more dedicated to than than trying to wake up the world is you know keeping my sweet lady happy, <laughs> who's vacuuming away in the background right now, and um, she she's a workaholic like I am, but she does have to day off. And if if I don't end up spending the rest of the day with her, we might come back and do a podcast as soon as today or maybe not so much a podcast, but a call in show, and. Um, It'll be a kind of a competition. Who is going to be the first official member of this podcast, regular, recurring member who can dedicate the time to joining streams and also contributing something? And it could even be if if the person who wins this contest is is a a little bit of an adversary, a critic. It could even be that I would not mind having that. You know, someone who's well reasoned and and you know pr- provides a, a different angle or, or a skeptic. And I hope we eventually do get that person to the show. But yeah, I'd like to build a community of people who are here contributing. Can be someone who plays devil's advocate in an intelligent way. Um, but yeah, I'd like to grow a community of you know diverse opinions and and knowledge. Because yes, my lane very much is the focus on numbers and how numbers are used in ritual. But as we know, there's a lot of people in the world who just do not resonate with numbers. Numbers cause them to just lose interest, their eyes to glaze over, you know. I've always been a numbers-oriented person. That's also something I should reveal. But before I was doing this, uh, my, my, my first degree is in accounting, my master's degree is in teaching I used to be a school teacher I actually never worked in accounting that's that's my undergrad Uh, my plan was to uh finish the accounting program Uh, for the record I'm at Arizona State Sun Devil I got a scholarship there Uh, I was always going to go into law school after that and I I probably would have gone into law school had 9-11 not occurred but I saw that maybe the world needed something different. I wanted to become somebody who woke up the world to the lies and tyranny, deceit. And that's because, I guess this is the place to close out. Again, you should never make your life about fear. You know, yeah, bad things are happening. Knowledge sometimes can be scary, but you should never live in fear. But to be honest, the one fear I do have is just how bad can things become if we do not correct the lies of our time, if we do not hold our government accountable that is lying to us about almost everything. the I have zero doubt that our taxpayer dollars were used in the lies of 9-11. I have zero doubt that they're used all the time in these operations that become the nightly news, the delay is scare. And that is also one of my greatest motivations too. I feel so bad for the children of today. I I feel just terrible for all the children who are in classrooms. Uh, You know, for people who don't know, the last time I was a teacher was the year Sandy Hook happened. I was working at a private school in Bellevue, Washington. It was my first year in private school. I'd been in the public schools years before that. Um, I'll tell that story later of why I ended up in a private school and, and why I was one and done with the private school. But it, it was the year Sandy Hook happened. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Connecticut is all the way across the United States from Washington. I, I worked at a, a very exclusive private school. A lot of parents with big money who work in, you know, big tech. If people don't know Seattle, Washington. Bellevue's a suburb of it, it's the city they say Bill Gates built. But almost every parent at that school worked at Microsoft or, or one of the big tech firms. And it, it was just crazy. The day Sandy Hook happened, the school was probably two-thirds empty before the day ended because parents had come in to pick up their children early because they were so scared for them just seeing the, the, the mass shooting in the news. And, and to me, it was mind-blowing because I thought, man, do these... Uh, again, a a lot of the parents there were not Americans. They might not have known how far away Connecticut was. They might have just seen the news and it just felt so immediate to them. But it's no lie. Two-thirds of the school was cleared out before the day was over because parents came in to pick up their children early. early. And the one thing I I did for that school in addition to teach was I I helped with a lot of the communications and, and writing policy and newsletters. I wore many hats at that school. And the director of that school... Japanese woman, she asked me to form a a letter to go out about what we were going to do to prevent a a Sandy Hook from happening at the school, how we were going to begin keeping the doors locked at all times, um, just a a number of protocols, the the new things parents would have to do, or, or any person who showed up to check out the child, because there was an immediate call to action. Parents were just so terrified. And it's like I was in high school when Columbine happened. I remember we had a pep assembly the next day and we had to begin wearing name tags. But yeah, e- even before that happened, when I was at the public school that we were starting to have a lot of active shooter lockdowns. And this is the year before the or the years before Sandy Hook. Again, we were having to do this drill where we turn out the lights and hide in a corner. And if you had a door that had a a glass panel on it, you had to hide in a corner where nobody could look through the glass and see that he was in there. And you had to get in there and be quiet. And one of the faculty members would go down the hall and yell and bang on doors and try to create this scary scenario as if like a, a you know a psycho was in the building. And you know, I I did not I I really hated when we had to do that because I just Again, when I was in high school and Columbine happened, I referred to wear my name tag because I I just felt it was ridiculous. I felt like, okay, I just I don't think this is going to happen here just because it happened in Colorado. And Again, what's a name tag going to do if some crazy shooter shows up in the school? What is the name tag like a vest? I mean, is it going to save us? And now look, now I have to have my name tag on or the security guards yelling, hey, Hubbard, where's your name tag? Again, my name is Zachary K. Hubbard. So anyway, I've just... I've always objected to silly things and nonsensical policies, but yeah. Anyhow, the point I'm trying to get to is it's gotten so bad for children in school. There are so many active shooter drills and, and and schools now look like fortresses. The schools that I went to as a child have all been torn down and rebuilt and they all are so fortified. They have big walls and gates around them and literally layers of gates. You know, my old high school now has a big wall around the entire complex And then the actual school itself has another big wall and gates around it, and it's like a prison. And, you know, I'm thinking when we were in school, we knew that, you know, the, the rubber cheese and everything they dropped off at the cafeteria, it was the same truck that dropped off that food that dropped off the prison food. So we always knew about the parallel between the school and the prison system, but, um, now now, you know, fast forward, it's 30-some it, it's years later since I was in elementary school and we were bouncing our rubber cheese across the uh, table in the cafeteria as a contest. The, the school literally looks like a prison. And they're saying they have to do that to keep the students safe from all of these shooters because it's become such a consistent thing. And again, where's the leadership to point out the obvious? If these, shoes are, if these shootings are not being orchestrated by the state where they need to encode 33 nearly every time, which it looks like is what is really going on, um, wouldn't we think that the reason it's become so bad in the 21st century is because there's so many copycats in the world and so many people that want to be on the TV and they've learned that they can achieve it that way by you know, targeting a group of innocent people? Maybe the trick is to stop broadcasting about it, to stop covering it in the news, because this wasn't happening until Columbine. And it's picked up the pace so much since Sandy Hook, where the media made such a huge focus on Sandy Hook. And and let's also not forget that after Sandy Hook, you literally had the Anderson Coopers of the world going on TV and calling for censorship on big tech platforms for people questioning what really went down that day. and. I guess to close out with with one other thing, because this is another number you'll learn a lot about. Sandy Hook Elementary School opened in 1956, if you look it up, and the shooting happened in 2012, 56 years later. 56. Another number we're going to talk about so much. It's not arbitrary that there were 56 signers on the Declaration of Independence. It's not arbitrary that... The pandemic of 2020 began 56 years after Trump's Jesuit education. Just like it's not arbitrary that Gavin Newsom, also Jesuit educated, he went to Santa Clara, Trump went to Fordham. When he locked down California, being the first governor to do so, it's not an accident that he said 56% of California will get the virus in eight weeks, which is 56 days. It's also not an accident that Boris Johnson said the UK strains 56% more infectious. That number was everywhere and the time of the pandemic. That lab leak theory, look into that lab. It was built in 56, 1956 by the French, which is where the Jesuits are from, Paris, France. Their founder, Ignatius Loyola, died in the year 1556. Anyhow, it's a big number that we'll talk about a lot. Again, Sandy Hook established in fifty six, shooting 56 years later. On December 14th in 2020, that's when the shot for the pandemic went live. Well, look at this. In Gematria, coronavirus equals 56. So does COVID vaccine. So does Adam Peter Lanza, the shooter at Sandy Hook. Gavin Newsom equals 56. Anthony Fauci equals 56. Jesuit educated at Holy Cross. Society of Jesus, that's the formal title. Of the Jesuits is 56. Washington, D.C. That's where the Jesuits set up camp before it was the federal city, 56. Again, there's a reason that all of these things happen in ritual. The society of Jesus, Jesus who spoke in riddle, parables. Where does 56 come from? Genesis 1 through 11, 56 male names are used. Jesus alone is 11 when you use numerology. Earlier we talked about 74, with numerology it's 11. Genesis 1 through 11, the 56 male names. 56 in numerology is 5 plus 6 is 11. 11, the master number. Goes back to George H.W. Bush giving a speech about a new world order 11 years to the day before 9-11. 11, 11, the master number. 9-11, a master plan. Planned out many years in advance. 33. 33 years earlier, 1968, where we began. 33, the master teacher number in numerology. The word teacher equals 33 in Gematria. Again, there's a rhyme and a reason to the numbers they use. Most of them are biblical. And... Yeah, we'll we'll learn so much more in all the podcasts that are to come. But yeah, with this podcast, I'll try to bring the best of my work on nearly a daily basis. Some podcasts might be 30 minutes, some might be two hours. And you can follow me in other places too. I will put out more content than this podcast. I'll continue to broadcast on YouTube. I'll continue to make new channels. The main channel these days is Gematria Effect News 25. We also have Gematria Effect Sports. Again, We're 25 because that many channels have been deleted before it. I do have a website, GematriaEffect.News. Again, there's a calculator right there to make it easy to calculate. I have books out there, letters and numbers, and number games. If you're new here, those books will answer a lot of questions. And I also run another website that's about avoiding the censorship of big tech. It's called free2findtruth.com. free2findtruth.com. It's free to use. Uh, you can use it like your own personal blog. It's censorship-free. The only thing that will get you removed from that website is trolling. I do have a lot of trolls if you're new here. I have trolls that are literally dedicated to harassing me 24-7, 365. It's gotten real bad in recent months because they figured out who my sweet lady is, and now they even call and harass her at her workplace. And, um, yeah, again, the the one thing you can also know about me is, despite all the distractions and harassment, I'll be here consistently day after day. There's been one day that I have not put out any new content, and that was way back in 2014, the day after my house was broken into and ransacked. And um, maybe for a future podcast, I'll talk about all the trials and tribulations we've been through in the years of doing this work. And the purpose of that stream will be about just why it's important to stay dedicated and never lose your way and never lose your focus. And don't let people take you off your path and don't let people scare you out doing anything that you want to do with your life. And uh, again, teaching about this knowledge is a real passion of mine. Teaching has always been a passion of mine, part of the reason I used to be a school teacher. And yeah, understand, at the end of the day, this world, this world literally, this new world order, it has humanity on such a bad path, and we need to see that. Everyone should know that. From the environment we live in, the quality of the water, the food, from those things to how expensive life is becoming and understand all this supposed inflation. This is all because of agendas. We'll be talking about agenda twenty twenty-one and agenda twenty thirty. Uh, did I say agenda twenty twenty one is just agenda twenty one and agenda twenty thirty and what that has to do with what's going on in the world. You know. Before the next podcast, if you want to take a minute to go back and listen to Bill Gates' TED Talk from 2010 called Innovating to Zero. It's so crucial to listen to that to understand what's unfolding in the world. We'll be taking about apart all these things and a lot more and really trying to open people's eyes. You know, I guess to wake them the fuck up, you know what I mean? Because if we don't wake up, you guys, there is a cliff and we're being driven there. And there's a reason right now the market's through the roof and it's being driven by AI stocks that are replacing humanity. There's a reason the Georgia Guidestones were recently torn down that said the goal of the cabal is to limit the earth's population to 500 million, which is the number the at least the supposed number of the earth's population before the advancements of agricultural or agriculture and, and the industrial age and the production of the blood of our economy, you know, oil, oils made it so that we can produce way more food. We can distribute way more food. It's what's allowed the the Population to greatly multiply. There's people in the world who want to take it back to what they believe is the natural number, what it was supposed to be when it was just man living on God's green earth, five hundred million. But yeah, if you don't know about the Georgia Guidestones, they were put up on three two two again Genesis three two two, knowing good and evil. They were torn down on George W. Bush's July sixth, seven birthday, the year he turned seventy six. And we'll talk about what Jumacher reveals about that number and Skull and Bones and the name on the Guidestones, R.C. Christensen, and some other prominent members of the Skull and Bones order, including Daniel Coit Gilman, who's responsible for, in a lot of ways, the, the, the hospital systems as we know them. Again, th- there's a lot that we'll unpack, and hopefully, hopefully this podcast can get the Joe Rogans of the world Because, again, Joe Rogan, he speaks to millions of people every day. He gets this knowledge in, in the minds of millions of people, people like Joe Rogan. We can really start to change this world. If people really start to understand what is going on, how it's systemically done, where we're being taken to, what the agenda is, what it's all about, again, we can change the world. You know, A lot of people feel defeated and hopeless and that we're too far in the game. I don't think that's true. I think if that was true, there wouldn't be so much censorship. There wouldn't be so much propaganda. There's still a war to be won and it can be won. And um Yeah, rather than ramble on which which I do tend to, to tend to do as well, let me close out with these things. I'd like to hear your feedback. Is Wake the Fuck Up Radio the right name for this show? I would just call it Gematria Effect News. But I feel like the word gematria is in the algorithm on all these big tech platforms. And automatically, when it's in a title, your work is done for. It's not reaching anyone. It's getting buried at the bottom of the pack. So almost no one finds it, only the people who dig the deepest. And again, intro music, break music, outro music. Or I guess it doesn't have to be music. Intro, outro, it could be spoken word. I don't want it to be my own voice. I want it to be people from the community. Cuz that that is another thing. Everything that I present, I, I did kind of pioneer this study and really take it to the next level. I mean, I can give myself credit for that. Manly P Hall, he briefly touches up on the existence of letters and numbers, but in his own paragraph he leaves it up to the reader to find out the worth of it. And you know, that's exactly what I started to do in August of 2013 when I found it. But yes, uh, along the way from teaching, there's been people who've contributed and written, wrote great emails and made great calls into, to the shows I've done and, and left great comments. And those contributions have definitely helped build the work a lot further. And yes, I want this podcast to become a community effort with a lot of guest voices and hopefully good interviews and good debates. But yes, right now, off the top, I think if we can get the right show name, the right graphic art, the right intro, the right hook, you know, maybe some little funny sound effects to put in here and there. Um, That would be excellent. And of course, I'll give credit where it's due. And like we've always done, I'll help promote other people and build up their platforms. So yeah, if you want to help out, Those things would be welcome. Email me at gematriaeffectnews at gmail.com. Of course, that's the email I've used for a long time because we are known as Gematria Effect News with Zachary K. Hubbard. And like I said, possibly later today, we'll do a call-in show. And it's a contest. The person who uh, engages the audience the most, I'll be paying attention to the audience feedback or maybe even impresses me the most. And see, this is the hard thing, right? This is the hard thing. Maybe I'll have to even have to go out and buy another mic. Maybe we'll have two winners today. But I, I have one extra mic for somebody who would like to get into the uh, the podcast sphere with us and become a regular guest. And, you know, a, a longtime regular guest is Jonathan. I'd like to see him become more active again in the community. If you guys don't know Jonathan, he's, he's also working on a book, Thirty-eight special. We'll save that topic for another time. About all the dead rappers and the number thirty-eight. Of course, rapper and Jamatra equals thirty-eight. Like death, murder, killing, and RIP. Connects from Tupac to Biggie to a thousand more. But um, yeah, as the show evolves, might figure out a way to structure, you know, the broadcast. Mondays is about this. Tuesdays is about that. Wednesdays this, etc. So again. As the show goes on, it will evolve. It will become better. The community will grow. And I hope a lot of you out there listening today will become a part of it. Uh, For those of you guys watching on YouTube, we're doing this first broadcast on YouTube. I will get this put in to a podcast format. It will be uploaded. It will be uploaded today. And um, there'll be several more episodes right behind it talking about some of the most important things going on, like the 2024 election and what Donald Trump has to do with Grover Cleveland and how history can repeat itself and how the latest numerical ritual and rigged election can unfold, plus so many other things. So, yes, if you are new here, if you're finding this podcast, if it's the first time you've found my voice, check me out on YouTube. I'll probably still be the most active there. It is my home platform as much as they don't want it to be as many times i've lost my channel but um yeah it's 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 probably where i will be more often than not so if you like what you heard here today check us out on youtube i'm keeping up with all the latest over there the podcast rather than keeping up with all the latest the 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 best the most important information of the week condensed and um perhaps a regular call-in show on Sunday, which we'll likely broadcast on YouTube and then be uploaded as a podcast later. So yeah, again, Gematria Effect News 25 on YouTube, Gematria Effect Sports on YouTube, Effect.news is the website, freetofindtruth.com is the community website, and if you're a smartphone person, try downloading the Mighty Networks app. It's totally free. Search Gematria Effect News. And by the way, maybe I haven't spelled gematria yet, which I should have done from the beginning. It's like gem, like a, like a ruby. G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. That's the word. That's the practice of coding numbers into words. It means geometry and language. And yeah, we'll learn a lot more about it, how it's used in the world. And, um, again, love to hear what you thought about this episode. Was it too much? Was it overwhelming? <laughs> that's something I do know is that when you talk to people in the flesh who are new to this, they can really follow if you talk about one word and one long pattern. But so often when you switch to that second number, that's where you lose them. So find out if it's just like that in the podcast sphere or not. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you for tuning in. And again, you want to... Help be part of the show. Send me some artwork. Send me an intro, an outro, a music sample. And by the way, this show, when it gets uploaded, will begin with the first intro submission. Um, and you guys can let me know what you think about that too. We, we did play it on YouTube the other day. And seemed like it got more positive feedback than not, but some people really didn't like it. So... Once you hear it in the uh, the podcast and the high quality, the high definition, let, let, let me know if it's growing on you if you think it has a place permanently on the show. But uh, since it was the first submission and this is the third first broadcast, it's gonna open up this one. All right, True Seeker until next time. Actually, I, I gotta say one more thing. We were broadcasting on YouTube and people were getting generous. Let me send a shout-out to Sarah Sutherland. I haven't seen Sarah Sutherland's name in a minute. I'm glad you're still out there, Sarah. I was, I was honestly worried that we'd lost you because I haven't even seen a comment. But thank you again, Sarah. She's been a tremendous uh, contributor to the community over many years. I remember when I was driving out to Oklahoma City, she was like with us the whole time for the whole trip out there. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, That's something else we like to do. We like to go to places on the anniversaries of big things happening. Like We we educated about why Oklahoma City happened on April 19th, which is the anniversary of Ignatius of Loyola becoming the first Superior General of the Jesuits. Very special day in history. It's no accident the Revolutionary War began that day. It's no accident Waco went down that day. It's about who's really controlling the show. And let's not forget they put Timothy McVeigh to death at age 33, three months before 9-11, and he supposedly did what he did because the government killed David Koresh, seen as a Jesus-like figure by his supporters at age 33. Of course, Alex Jones, who also won't cover this knowledge, got his start off Waco. But thank you, sir. It's great to see your name. The We Call BS podcast. All right, we've got a podcaster out there already interacting. So we'll probably have to collab with the We Call BS podcast. They said, longtime follower and listener, would love to have you on our podcast one day, Zach. Well, I would be happy to be on your podcast. And uh, you're welcome to come on ours as well. Love to promote others. J.T. Irby says, Hey, Zach, longtime supporter. Did you know Phoenix from TFR? Also, the letters J didn't ex- exist in Jesus' time. Yeah, yeah, J was created by the Romans. Um, Yeah, you should read uh, my first book, Letters and Numbers. Uh, I get into the letters that were added from Latin to English and and what the significance of those letters is. For people who have not read my first book, Letters and Numbers, uh, the intro chapter to that I think is the best chapter of any of my books, why there are 26 letters in the English alphabet, how it connects the stars above, man who's made from stardust, and um, why man's made in the 26th verse of the Bible and the whole Kabbalistic belief about God creating the world through numbers, letters, and words. Uh, let's also go out to shout-out to 13 Serpents. If you're around here, you'll probably hear me giving him a shout-out a lot. Very generous contributor, as is John Mendoza, who chipped in. Thank you, John Mendoza. He says, I'm a great teacher. And, you know, again, here we are on three, three, like 33, the master teacher number. Surely, I, I have a lot of trolls and haters in the world. If you look up my name, a lot of the content that's out there is people trying to uh, destroy me. But th- there's a, there there's all kinds of accusations that I'm a 33rd degree Scottish right Freemason. I'm not. I'm not affiliated with any secret societies, but you know, doing the first broadcast on 3-3, it'll give them uh, more ammo because that's the way they'll like to interpret it. Again, I just thought it was fitting because it was the number 33 that initially drew me into the patterns. And... Um, Again, there is power in that number. Masonry, for the record, is based in Kundalini. That's about spiritual ascension up the 33 bones of the human vertebrae. And again, taking that cipher, the alphabetic order with numerology people equals 33, person equals 33, society equals 33. So does masonry, secrecy, order, federal. DC is known as the Masonic City, where we began with the house of the temple and the 33 pillars on the outside, each 33 feet tall. Congrats to the winners. He's also a regular contributor around here. He says, Caitlin Clark needs 18 more points to go and I will be playing Ohio State. I, I don't know what you mean by she needs 18 more points to go. Um, but yes, Ohio does have that 61 connection, the 18th prime. Is it 18 points to set the record for women's scoring? Maybe that's it. Again, so, make sure we're writing clear sentences. What does 18 points to go mean? So caitlin clark definitely has had some big rituals in her time though i remember when she scored 41 in dallas the city established in 1841 that has a gematria value of 41 but uh yeah do appreciate it congrats to the winners and shout out to logan thomas says it was a great first cast i hope other people say see it that way thank you very much Thank you to Betty Spaghetti. If you don't already, use multiple and popular hashtags when sharing your podcast on social media. It gets more hits. Yeah, I need to figure out what those popular hashtags are. I heard it all right from Sweet Lady in the background. Hashtag Sweet Lady. Christopher, shout out to Christopher. Do your part and contribute to the movement. You always do, Chris. Thank you again, friend. And uh, shout out to the young guy, Truth Does Not Exist. He's going to become a big part of the show. He said we got to start distributing through Acast, and I think we'll do that just today. Uh, Truth Does Not Exist found a platform where you have unlimited. So I was having trouble finding the the distribution platform with unlimited. He found it, and he's our great young mind in the community. So, yes, we will leave it there. And, again, if you're new to the work, stick around. There's going to be a lot more to come. As you'll find out, I put out a lot of content because I'm always trying to keep up with every last thing going on in the world. Till next time, True Seeker.